Hello, and welcome to Mental Health Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Lang, and I'm here with Dr. Mark Burton. In this podcast, we will talk about all things mental health. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey guys, Liz Lang here with Dr. Mark Burton, and this week we are going to talk about self-care. And we have definitely talked about this in the past. So I want to start by maybe discussing why self-care matters. Well, I think I talk about this, I'm trying to think, with most clients, I think. Certainly with individual clients, maybe more than couples. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although, you know, often with couples as well. And people forget the importance of it. And it made me think of one of my clients today who happened to be a a long-term therapist anyway, mm-hmm. and really no uh, level of self-care. Wow. <laughs> and, then he, and he, you know, and the, and the therapist realizes that that needs to change. And that's what we started talking about, you know, in addition to the other things. So I think one of the problems is our lives tend to be pretty busy. Yep. I mean, if you think about it, if you have a family where both adults are employed, you have kids, you're always doing something. Yeah, that's one of the biggest problems I think in our culture is that there's very little downtime, and I think that it takes a real effort to schedule in downtime. I think it's important because we get burned out, we get tired, we get. In fact, I saw a couple yesterday, and that's the issue: is that there's there's no downtime. So I would say self care is similar to downtime, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more well-defined, you know, because you're doing certain things with self-care, whereas downtime often isn't that well-defined. It's just, you know, a lot of people like just sitting out on the, you know, in the backyard, not doing anything. That's kind of downtime. But I would say that's probably self-care as well. But I think the the biggest problem is that our lives are too busy. Yeah. And we're, you know, if you have children, actually, I don't know that I've heard you talk about this, driving your kids around to all their various activities. You know, maybe you've done a better job at regulating that. But, you know, parents, the free time that they have often, if you have, gosh, more than two kids, mm-hmm. uh, even two kids, you're you're on the road all the time, taking and- this lesson to that sport, to this sport. And so a lot of your time is taken up doing that. My kids are pretty young. So we haven't mm-hmm. run into that yet. I mean, our oldest is 10 and uh-huh. we're, we're trying to find something to get her involved in. She tried soccer and that was kind of a bust. <laughs> she didn't like it, which is fine. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and, and our youngest is almost four. I mean, but yeah, my mom certainly had that issue running kids mm-hmm. to and fro and everywhere and you know, we were all very, very involved in sports. And so that's why she finally made me get my, my driver's license because she, in fact, my permit expired. Like I didn't care that much about driving. I wasn't that excited. I didn't love it. Like most teenagers tend to. And, and so, you know, my permit had expired and one day she pulled me out of school and she's like, you're getting your driver's license. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. So getting back to the reason it's important, it's because we are too busy and we it's so easy to get burnout. And when you get burnout, you don't sleep well and you get tired uh, a lot of the time. And when you're tired, life isn't exciting, fun, engaging. I mean, they're all those things. And that's and I see that every day in clients. Yeah. You know, I've never 
thought specifically about each couple or client, but as I'm just thinking about who I've seen this week, that's been an issue in quite a few of the clients that I've seen is a lack of self-care, even though, and you know, most people will say, I know I should do this, mm-hmm. which is probably something we should talk about, you know, how to, I, because I, I would guess that self-care is not going to be one of those things that our listeners are going to go, oh, that's a new idea. <laughs> it's, right. probably, it's probably going to be more about how do I find the time? How, yeah. how do I do this? with work and kids and all that. And I think a lot of the time we may think of self-care as taking a lot of energy. And so at the end of the day, you know, you're worn out Mm -hmm. and you think, oh, I don't really have, you know, energy to do anything. I I think some self-care does require energy. A lot of self-care doesn't. Right. And so in terms of self-care, it's mostly about feeling good or relaxing. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be different for everybody, but it's right. w- about what feels good to you. That's yes. why, I mean, self-care can be such a very loose term because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be different for everybody. Now, for some people, exercise is self-care and, but some people it's not right. And so, you know, yeah, I'm interested in that. I exercise every day, but Tuesdays I take a day off and I see it as self-care. It's, okay. Uh, I really think of it that way because, I mean, if you think about taking care of your body and, you know, I mentioned before that I have a real interest in longevity. It's one, it's probably the most important thing for people to do throughout the lifespan. But I'm more, do you know people who don't think of exercise as self-care? So yes and no, I do and I don't. So when I first started exercising, it did not feel like self-care. Because I didn't like doing it. And I think that's why a lot of people Mm -hmm. might not consider it self-care. Because when you first start exercising, you often hate it. And I get that part. I mean, and so when I first started biking, oh man, I mean, I think I did five miles in 30 minutes and it was all I could do just to finish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here I am two years later I am obsessed with cycling. I will go bike all the miles. I will bike 50 miles just for the heck of it. And right. so you're going to go on a 100-mile ride in a couple of weeks. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm get, it's over 2 days, but yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to do a big century ride and so, <laughs> you know, biking now is a little bit more self-care for me, but I still need downtime, right? I still need time to just yeah. Relax. So I guess exercise can be part of my self-care and it's certainly a very important part of my mental health. Mm-hmm. In fact, I got a bike trainer, which is just, a, it's basically something that I can hook my bike up to and I can still bike indoors in the winter. Oh, okay. yeah. Because what I found is I was getting depressed in the winter. Mm-hmm. My depression was getting bad because I couldn't go out and, and bike. And so I just, I needed something to help me. And so, you know, yes, exercise is part of my self-care, but I still very much need something that isn't exercise to really feel whole, to really feel complete. And it can be really hard for me to find the balance. In fact, I think that's kind of one of my struggles right now is, is I feel like I'm maybe, maybe spending too much time biking mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't have enough downtime. My days are so busy and they all kind of run together and I don't have enough just time to just kind of chill and relax. See, and I think that's an important distinction to make mm-hmm. because 
Prince is uh, somebody I saw yesterday. I think sometimes I make general statements and mm-hmm. they're not always true. Anyway, anxious people seem to me to all, one of the ways to handle anxiety is to always be busy. Okay. Because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give you time to think and be, the words I use often are be quiet with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good skill to have. And for some people who are anxious, they can't do that. And I was thinking about how sad that is that you couldn't just, like, you know, Utah right now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been following the weather, we've had an incredibly mild, you know, usually it's up in the 90s by now. That's yeah. it. That hasn't happened. It's been uh, wet and cool. And it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so to go out and sit outside and just sit, I will often do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that for a lot of people, they don't have enough of that. You know, what yeah. you're just, you can call it relaxing. Although, you know, relaxing can be different for everyone as well. But I think sometimes we just need to sit mm-hmm. and, you know, be quiet with ourselves is what I call it. But that's hard for a lot of people very, very hard. And I think if you have some anxiety, it's even doubly hard. Yeah, it it can be. And so, you know, I think exercise is certainly something everybody should be doing. Right. And, you know, again, when you first start, you're, if you haven't exercised regularly before, you're going to hate it because mm-hmm. it's not fun, but you need to keep trying exercise until you find something you do like. Because once you find something that you do enjoy, you're going to get hooked. You'll want to do it more and it it will become part of your self-care. I also feel like there is a distinction between, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, you can have both. You can have self-care as yes. exercise and you can have self-care as something that is downtime and that is relaxing. Because I mean, honestly, there's times where exercise, it doesn't always feel good because you're pushing yourself. Right. right? And so there can, right. I think there can be time for exercise where it's, just working on keeping your body healthy, which probably is a different category uh, than self-care. But if you think about some of the common things that people do that I hear, reading is a good self-care because people get a lot of enjoyment with that. You know, not doing something active like taking a hot bath, taking baths. I used to have a lot of younger mothers and that was one of the things they really wanted. You know, it's your day of taking care of kids just to go soak in a hot bath. And that is really good self-care because you've got that alone time. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, maybe you're reading uh, while you're doing it, but self-care really doesn't have to cost a lot of money or no. any money at all. I mean, all of the things that I'm thinking of going on a walk, yeah. like just a slow walk. So oftentimes people go on walks for exercise, right? Mm-hmm. What if you just go a walk, on a walk in the neighborhood connection you know we've talked about um, how important connection is uh, or community is one of the things and uh, and i think nowadays that for a lot of people in the communities where they live it's hard for them to get out and walk and connect with other people i think that's a really good way uh, to do self-care as well Mm -hmm. like in my neighborhood i mean there's no way to to walk and connect with many people or just too spread out and so I do a lot of group rides. And for mm-hmm. me, when I'm doing a group ride, it definitely falls into that category of self-care when I do a group bike ride because so I'm socializing. Are you, are, I see sometimes bikers and they're biking side by side and they're actually communicating. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, like, And you yeah. can hear each other. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you talk loud, but you okay. know, yeah, I mean, and, and it depends too on, so at least the group rides that I've done, we aren't going like, we're not going so fast that you can't talk. I mean, there are certainly times, but yeah, I mean, I, I did a group ride this evening and I mean, we weren't, we weren't pushing ourselves because the air quality is so, so bad in Indiana right now because the wildfires in Canada. And so we were really taking it slower and we had people chatting the whole time and yeah, you can hear each other. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's really windy or if you're going really fast, then maybe then not. But yeah. So, I mean, you know, activities where you can connect with people, mm-hmm. that's, I, I think for most people, that's pretty good self-care. Yeah. So uh, every Thursday evening, we I do another group ride that's very casual, that's more self-care than exercise, really, because we're because I'm an experienced enough biker that it's a very, very slow pace. And so mm-hmm. I, I do it really literally just to socialize and to chat and to talk with people. So, you know, that can be self-care. Church can be a great right. form of self-care. And I want to point out that, you know, there are ways that people do self-care that do involve spending money. And if if it's something that you can afford, then I think it's certainly a valid option. A lot of people like getting their nails done or they'll go like a spa day or something, right? A spa day or getting their hair done. So my dad does uh, sports clips and I guess for sports clips, it's like a a haircut place just for guys. And they kind of make it like they do like a a facial massage and like you get, I think like this. Yeah, like it's it's a whole thing. Like they, they'll do a scalp massage and a facial massage, and you know, men get their typically get their hair cut a lot more often than women. At least both my dad right. and my husband do. Right, they get their hair cut. Yeah, like once a month. And sometimes uh-huh. my dad is like, you know, it's not really necessarily time for haircut, but I want a haircut. You you want to go get <laughs> that scalp massage, which are, is really nice. That's one of my favorite things. I didn't know such a place existed. Yeah, sports clips. I think it's sports clips. Yeah, yeah, they really, they really pamper you. So you're right that there are certainly some people who have the means to, you know, get massages or you know, pedicures or manicures, spa days, things like that, which is really good self care. It doesn't. It can be quite pricey, but doesn't have self care doesn't have to cost money. I think that going back to something that you said at the start is it's going to be different for every person. And sometimes I'll run into someone, who'll, you know, and I'll say, well, what do you do for self-care? And for some people, they've not done it or they haven't thought about it. And they say, I have no idea. Really? Which is, that's kind of mind boggling for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you and I both do pretty good self-care. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, really confusing to me that people haven't thought about that. But I think, you know, people stay too busy and they don't think, what am I going to do to take care of myself? Mm-hmm. And and in the role, I think this is probably more true of mothers. Here's my general statement again. I think mothers are really focused on taking care of others. Yes. And I think they often feel like they don't have time. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important for them to figure out or for if they're partnered to have their partner figure out how to help, you know, each other get some good self-care. Because I think you're a better parent if mm-hmm. you I think you're a better parent if you take care of yourself because you're less likely to be frustrated or angry at some of the crazy th- things that all kids are going to do. Yeah. And I think self-care is one of those things that helps you stay calm. 
And I think another thing is you should have multiple tools in your belt yeah. for, in terms of right. self-care. You right. need to have multiple means. Mm-hmm. So one thing of self-care that I developed early on when my oldest was very young, very, very young, and this was when I was dealing with postpartum depression and I was going through therapy and my therapist brought up self-care. And so what I came up with was I would make a mug of hot chocolate and watch Pride and Prejudice. Oh, and, <laughs> right. So that was that was my self care. But I mean, I certainly probably shouldn't have been doing that every day. At least not the hot chocolate, right? Because it's a lot of sugar. So that was something that felt good to me. It was relaxing, and it yeah. And I think it, it, you bring up another good point that we should probably touch on, and that's television or watching yeah. movies. Yes. That to me, the, yeah, I think you have to be careful. Yes. Because, like, if you consider, uh, here, I'll I'll make this distinction. I actually don't know that I've ever seen a reality show in its entirety. I know of them. Mm -hmm. But so you have these reality shows, and then you compare it, say, with Pride and Prejudice. Now, I mean, I know that show because my wife and I like Jane Austen a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I've watched all the different versions. But if you think about there's a difference. One is kind of mindless. Yeah. meaning reality shows. And the other, I mean, the thing that in, that I think is engaging about those types of shows is the language, the mm-hmm. language that is used. Is yes. really, it's beautiful and it's it, it really pulls you in, I think. A- anyway, so I think you have to be careful about, because I hear some people say, well, one of the ways I relax is to watch television, but what they're watching is typically this, and I'm calling, I'm making a judgment here. So right. for our listeners, I get it. I'm making a judgment that some shows are pretty mindless. I don't know if that's a good self-care. I think, I guess all I want to say to our listeners is be careful and think about it. And, right. And, and and make sure that it is relaxing, that it, you're not just checking out. I think there's a difference between checking out and doing self-care. And I think moderation in all things too, because, you know, I think self-care could certainly involve maybe you have a show that you're watching with your spouse, right? And you're enjoying it together. Right, right. And that that's, I think, a little different as well. Yes. And so, you know, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here because there was a reality TV show that I really liked. It what was, did you like? It was America's Next Top Model. Okay. I, and yeah, I'm, I'm not... Many, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. And so, and it was... Parts of it were obnoxious because there was a lot of because for the ratings, they played up all the petty drama between the girls because it's basically you take like 14 girls and they're competing for the title of the best model. And so every week it's a competition and there's elimination. And so it there's a lot of petty drama and I couldn't stand the petty drama. But what I loved about that show was the artistic aspect. Because every week these girls would, I mean, they, they would create these beautiful images and, you know, do these incredible things with their bodies and just create beautiful art. And I loved the artistic aspect of this show. And so I really enjoyed it. So, you know, I mean, if, for some people, they love it. They just, they thrive on it. Right. And so, but I, I, right, think but I, I just wonder, is that really self-care? I don't know. I mean, the way you're describing it makes sense to me because what you're doing is it's almost like you're filtering out the mindless part, right? And you're focusing on this artistic part, which kind of goes back to Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice, this idea of 
I mean, it's artistic. It's more artistic than a lot of shows, mm -hmm. right? And so you're filtering out the, the what I would call the mindless stuff. So again, I, I realize I'm making this judgment call. And I think a lot of people think of it, it it's certainly entertainment. So yeah. I'm not saying it's not entertaining. Yeah. But then is entertainment the same as self-care? Well, it can be. I've heard people say... Okay. You know, they love going to the movie theater by themselves. Right. I've, I've heard people say that before. They just, okay. they really enjoy it. And a lot of it's about the experience. So I think it can be, I think a lot of it depends on the way it makes you feel. And are you doing it in moderation? Because we all know that spending too much time in front of the TV is probably right. not a good thing. Or if it's so part of your routine, it can certainly turn into, this isn't self-care anymore. This is just something I am mindlessly numbly doing. But yeah. I think... I would say it's about intention. You mm -hmm. self-care is intentional. I like that. I think you're right. So I, I mean that it is about intention. Yeah. I mean, so I am intentionally doing this. I'm intentionally sitting down to watch this show to feel good because it makes okay. me laugh or because I enjoy it. Right. And so I, I really think intent matters in terms of self-care. Actually, you brought up you made me think of something. Laughing is really important. <laughs> it us. really is. Yeah. And sometimes, actually, I can think of, you know, shows that a lot of people would think are pretty mindless that make me laugh. But I think yeah. that in our world, for a lot of people, we don't laugh enough. Yeah. And so finding things that make us laugh. So I, I guess I'm shifting the way I think about that. Although I think some of the reality shows, I'm going to go back to this. I don't know that they make you, people laugh so much as they get caught up in other people's drama. But, Maybe. you know, if if it's something that is really amusing and you're sharing a laugh, especially, say, with a partner, mm -hmm. that's that can be really, really a good thing for people. You know, and Mark, there are some people who they just, they love it. They thrive on other people's dramas. They get a lot. I don't understand it. I'll, I'll, right. I'll acknowledge that. Right. But again, do you think that's self-care? And I don't know, I know the answer to that. Yeah. But I think getting wrapped up in other people's drama, yeah. I don't know if I'd put that in self-care. Well, it's definitely not for you. No, it's not for me. <laughs> it's, it's very much not self-care no. for Mark. Cross no. that off the list. No. So all I want our listeners to do is think about it. You know, and if it's really self-care for you, great. Yeah. But is there something else that might be even better self-care? And so I'm not saying turn off the reality TV, but if that's your only self-care, I'd think about that. <laughs> Find something else too. Like you should have, right. you know, I mean, if your only self-care right. is catching up once a week on your favorite TV show with your spouse, right. that's not enough. That's no. not often, that self-care isn't often enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, and self-care is something we should probably be trying to do at least every day. And, you know, people feel like it has to be this big, long thing. And sometimes it should be, right? Like, you know, taking a long, hot bath. Right, or long walk or something. A long walk. Or something but, like that. Yeah. But you know, if some days you only have time for 15 minutes to just relax and do something that feels good to you, do something that's self-care, 15 minutes, take it, right? Right. And we've talked a lot. Uh, we don't need to talk any more than just mentioning meditative practice. Yeah. And so meditative practice is something that, I mean, can range from 10 minutes to 45 minutes. And, mm -hmm. and I would say that's clearly in the camp of self-care. There are yoga Mm -hmm. You know, is certainly in for me anyway. I would say that's clearly in self care. There are a lot of things. Uh, what is so? Do you, would you say you do other things other than riding uh, your bike and watching America's Top Model? Is that still on? 
<laughs> no, I don't watch it anymore. I gave up on it. So a few years ago, they added in guys. It was just uh-huh. girls. And they added in guys. And it became a little too sexualized for my taste. Oh, okay. And so I gave up on it. I was like, I just, eh, that, that's just too much for me. So here is my favorite form of winter self-care. And mm-hmm. this is a little quirky and people laugh at me, but I, I absolutely love, love, love this. So what I'll do is I'm, I'm a cereal eater and I'll eat cereal every morning for, for breakfast. And so what I'll do is, and I have an electric blanket. And so in the winter, I'll, I'll turn my electric blanket on all the way up and I'll get it in a ball. So it gets Doesn't really it? nice and hot. Okay. And then I'll put my milk in the freezer to let it get really, really cold. I'll eat my cereal and then I'm really cold and I'll go wrap up in an electric blanket. And it feels so good to be so cold and then go get into something really warm. I know it's really quirky, but Mark, it is my absolute favorite thing to do. And it feels so good to me. Uh huh. I hope your electric blanket doesn't burst into flames being wrapped up in a ball at some point. No, they're no, they're way, they're way too they're yeah, they're, they're they're way too technologically advanced for that. You only do that in the wintertime then? Usually, yeah. I mean, just because in the summer, it doesn't feel as good. But I mean, in the winter, you know, I have other things. My other thing that I like to do for self-care is I will listen. I'm a big audio book or podcast. I do a lot of audio books and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so I'll play some mindless game like solitaire or a puzzle game and listen. That's another form of self-care that I like to do. Or another form of self-care that's also kind of meditative is um, I like to, I'll turn on music and the music will vary. Sometimes it's just classical. Sometimes it's music that I like. And I literally just, I lay on the floor in the prone position and just kind of zone out. I listen to the music and I'm laying and I'm doing nothing, just listening and getting lost in the music, put both headsets yeah. in and just get really lost. Nice. It is, it is, it is really nice. And so it's a little bit of meditation, a little bit of self-care, but it just, it feels really good. Like I don't ever get to do that because throughout the day, I can't stand to have both my ears occupied. Like I have to have one ear unplugged so I can hear what's going on. Right. Cause I've got young kids. Right. And so it feels really good at the end of a long day, or if I'm feeling really stressed out to just put in both my headphones and just get lost in music Mm -hmm. and that's, and completely relax and focus on breathing. And so that's really nice. So I've got a few different things that I like to do for self-care. But yeah. I mean, my my heated my electric blanket is definitely my quirkiest one. But oh my I, goodness, it <laughs> it feels so good. And like, because when I put my milk in the freezer, it gets really cold, and I'm really cold. Like goosebumps. So I'm curious cold. how you got onto that. Like, how did that happen? Uh, I've been well because I'm always cold after I eat cereal. Like, and uh, I've been eating cereal for breakfast for thirty years now. What's your favorite cereal for breakfast? Oh, the bad kind. <laughs> I try not to buy it. The, the sugar. You aren't going to tell us because it's so bad. Oh, I mean, it varies. Anything that's really sugary, like Fruit Loops or Berry Colossal Crunch uh, or something, I try not to buy it because I will eat it. And so I try to do like Cinnamon Life or like Honey Oat Blenders or Raisin uh-huh. Bran. I try to go with those options. Those are some of my channeling your inner child list oh my goodness i thought i would outgrow cereal mark (laughs) i am 30 years old and i still love my cereal no i can't get that so for me i have a routine which i probably mentioned i get up uh earlier than anybody else in the house Mm -hmm. and i like to have my coffee and i come in and then i do my needle point and it's Mm -hmm. quiet 
Because often if I'm doing needlepoint throughout the day, I'll put on a podcast or music or something. But in the morning, I'm totally quiet. Mm-hmm. And that, that is my quiet time. And then I will exercise always after. And I do watch TV while I exercise. And that I consider to be essential self-care for me. And then the the other thing where I, you know, I mentioned about sitting quietly and this happens probably mostly in the spring, summer and fall. We have this really beautiful deck. And as you look out in our yard, we're up Emigration Canyon, we're in the mountains. And so as you look out on our deck, you can't see any other, there are no other homes visible. Mm -hmm. It's just mountains and pine trees. And so often we'll go out in the evening, uh, Lindy and I, and maybe, you know, I, I have uh, Chase and Caitlin who are staying with us and and they may uh, come out with us too, but it's being outside in the evening and either having that connection or just, you know, looking at the nature. And so that is something that's really important to us, uh, to both uh, myself and Lindy. Yeah. And so, you made me think of something in terms of exercise and, you know, meditation and taking mm-hmm. care of yourself. I think I want to make a separation here, a distinction between taking care of yourself and self-care. Because, okay. because yeah, because, for example, showering, like a hot shower, that can be self-care. That's also part of taking care of yourself. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I, again, I think it goes back to what we said of self-care needs to be intentional. Right. Okay. Maybe maybe you're going to say, all right, I want nobody to interrupt me because I have this problem. My kids will come bursting in on me if I don't lock my I have to lock my door. Otherwise, you know, or even still, even if I do lock the door, I've got somebody banging on the door. That's not very relaxing when no. you're in the shower. And no. so, you know, you could maybe say, all right, I need a long, hot shower. I'm stressed out and I want to relax. That can be self-care. Yeah. But if you just I mean, I've got a shower because hygiene. Right. Yeah, right. Then that that that. Yeah. That might not necessarily be self-care. And so, you know, I, yeah. I, I want to separate the two because maybe some people think, oh, I shower every day. That's my self-care. But are you intentional about your shower and your ritual? Right. And so uh, I think that's a good distinction to make. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and, I, and so the key word intentional, you know, being intentional about what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, I think self-care is very much intentional. And so, you know, whatever it is, I discovered a new self-care just today, actually. So I'm, I'm a religious person. Most people who listen know that. And so I study my scriptures every morning. Mm-hmm. And so I have been struggling with, since school has been out, I've kind of been struggling a little bit with waking up during the day. It, I, I feeling, I'm feeling more sluggish in the morning. And so I need more sunlight because usually during school, I'll take my kids outside or I'll, 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 I drive my kids to school. And so I, you know, I'm getting exposure to sunlight and I'm not getting that as much now that they're not in school. Yeah. And so what I did this morning is I decided to do my scripture study outside. And we recently got this little, it's like a little mini pool that's got a filter on it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm outside and I'm doing my scripture study. It's really peaceful. And this filter is going in the background and it sounds like a little stream burbling and I can hear the birds and there's this owl hooting that hasn't gone to sleep yet. And it was so quiet and it was so peaceful. And I'm like, wow, this is really, really nice. And that for me was self-care. Oh yeah. Yeah. It sounds really wonderful. It made me think of something though. You know, I've talked about Andrew Uberman. He's a professor at Stanford and going out in the morning when you can and getting that direct sunlight yes 
is really critical for people. And I think I'm, I hope I'm not making this up for about 20 minutes, at least. I mean, it can be more than that, but it's one of the ways to reset uh, your circadian clock. And so, you know, you may not think that doing that in the morning is going to have an effect with your sleep at night, but it will. Mm, It will have a profound impact on it. And so I think a lot of people don't get that enough and it's really important. So good. That's great. It sounds like a good self-care. Yeah. Well, and even, and going back to that a little bit, you know, getting that light first thing in the morning, if, cause sometimes you can't go outside at the very least open your blinds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you, sunlight really, I, I think we underestimate how important sunlight is. It's probably one of those things we take for granted because it's always there. Yeah. And that's what Uberman would say. I think we underestimate, we don't really, we don't realize the importance of sunlight. Of actual yeah. Sunlight. yeah. Yeah. I mean, ideally you're going outside and getting it, but mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a thunderstorm going on outside, right, you don't can't, go. You <laughs> can't do that. But he would yeah. say, turn on, turn on as many bright lights as you can then. Yeah. Yeah. Because people might get up in the dark as well, you know, especially in wintertime. If I'm getting yep. up at five or five thirty, it's going to be dark for quite a while. And so I just mm-hmm. flip on all the lights in my office. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, the same thing can go for at nighttime to help yourself relax and unwind mm-hmm. and wind down for the evening. It's important to dim, dim your, yeah, mm-hmm. dim your lights, uh, avoid screens as much as you can. And yeah. if you're not avoiding screens, cause maybe you're a student like I am and you spend all day, look into blue light filter glasses. So yeah. that's, uh, that's the thing. And they're very common now and you can pick them up pretty much anywhere. Although I will say about blue light filter, is sometimes they say blue light filter, but they don't actually filter a lot of blue light. So if you want a good quality pair, or if you want to test them, go to your optometrist and talk to your optometrist about blue light filter glasses. In fact, if you're a student or if you work in technology, I I, I hope everybody who is working with technology or is sitting in front of screens all day is using some sort of blue light filter lens. In fact, they even have blue light filter contact lenses now. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a newer thing. And, and I, I wear them now and they're actually pretty comfortable. You know, fortunately I'm in a profession where I, I mean, I write my notes and stuff like yeah. that. Otherwise, you know, most of my day is spent just in front of people talking and listening. And I'm, I'm in school right now. And so a good chunk of kind my of day, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah I, I'm an online student yeah. too. And so a good chunk of my day is spent in front of a screen and so and it's the same thing with my husband he also he's in technology the world of technology and so he stares at the computer screen all day and so you know uh blue light filter it's it's uh it's worth looking into yeah so here's some takeaways i think one think about it you know a lot of people don't think about Mm self-care as being important i think it really is important and if you're feeling burned out or even tired or sad or unhappy, I think, you know, one of the things you can do is, is think about self-care. And then I like your distinction about self-care being more intentional. Mm -hmm. Like I am doing this because, you know, I consider it to be self-care and then it's very individual. So I'm going to make my apologies for all the people who love the reality reality TV (laughs) TV show. Um, want them to think about it. (laughs) Are they being intentional about (laughs) self-care? Well, you know, Mark, you've been a professional psychologist now for over 25 years. You have the right to that opinion. I mean, you've seen a lot of people who are struggling, so you have the right to that opinion. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I think it's mostly an opinion. Oh, I really what? think getting, getting wrapped up in other people's drama, like why would you do there's enough drama in life itself. Well, so think about your self-care and yeah. do it. Yeah. Yes. That's that's the main takeaway yeah, do is start yeah. doing it. Yeah. Figure fi- figure out something, even if it's just 10 minutes before you go to bed or or whatever you have right. to do, right. make it a priority. Right. So next week we are going to get into personality. And so I think this is going to be a really fun topic. We're going to kind of talk about personality types and where personality stems from. And How are they formed? What is it? That's which is kind of a hard thing to define. Just but we'll, oh, like, we'll try. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we'll talk about the various theories yeah. out there, and you yeah. know, maybe some personality quizzes that people can take. It's an mm-hmm. entire field of psychology, which is kind of surprising to me. And I kind of wondered why do people care this much? But apparently, there are psychologists out there that really do. Like their whole field of study is yeah. personalities. Yeah, so. and we can talk about the personality assessments that are validated. And there are yes. some, and most of the ones that you're going to find online are not. <laughs> they're yes. just they're just for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah they're they're just for entertainment. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good week, everyone. Have a question for Dr. Burton? How about a topic you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at mentalhealthpod21 at gmail.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Liz Lang. Music is by Audio Lounge. 